from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you lock in that dial and become a member by going to mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt and clicking follow so you'll never miss a live broadcast again, including these wonderful conversations we get to have. Over a 1,000 sports figures have graced the stage of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, and I am honored and privileged to have Tammy Reese with me today. Tammy and I got to meet kind of quickly at the beginning of the season before this 2018-19 season when I was in Coach Q's office. I've gotten to appreciate Tammy as well as Adney and Vaughn for the work that they've been able to do as well as anybody that's helped out the women's basketball program at Syracuse. And to hear the news that Tammy now is going to be the Rhode Island Rams women's basketball head coach is one of the greatest things that you can hear when you know that somebody's working very diligently to you know, not only help young women on the court, but off the court as well. So even though it's her first time on the show, there's definitely a lot of respect behind this one, and I'm happy to have her here. So Tammy, how are we doing today? Oh, we're, we're good. A little bit tired. It's a whirlwind, um, an exciting whirlwind, but you know, just uh, a million things to do and not enough hours in the day right now. So how have you kind of navigated through this? You know, obviously, you know, the season ends for Syracuse, so you're not having to worry about something within season, but kind of, you know, exit interviews and having all these connections and, you know, helping to recruit and bring in these young women. So how have you transitioned from the, I have to leave this group that I love to join this group that I will obviously, you know, learn to love as well. And, and, and now I have to lead. How have you kind of balanced being in between the two? Well, it's, it, it was really hard. It was actually very, very bittersweet because, you know, I am a relationship coach. It's what you are when you're an assistant coach. You build relationships during the recruiting process. So all these girls on this team, I absolutely adore and love. And it's, it's hard to say goodbye, especially knowing, you know, some of them next year, they're seniors. You don't get to work with them. You've spent the journey with them. You brought them here. You built that relationship. And then you got to say goodbye and embrace a new bunch of young young women and it, it's really really difficult especially when you're emotionally invested so that's been the hardest part I think is, is saying goodbye to, to my team um, and to the girls I love um, but you you know you gotta close that chapter I always tell them I'm a phone call away when you need me and now I have to embrace um, a new set of young women that that I have to relationship with and, and learn to love and I've got to take care of these women and mentor them so it is a bittersweet goodbye and a, a very very happy hello and, and and you know kind of perfect words is saying that a bittersweet go- goodbye and a very happy hello what can you say about you know some like you said some of those seniors that you're not going to be able to kind of you know obviously be be there for and, and coach up every single day what can you say about 
you know, the class that you're leaving and to kind of shout out some of these young women. And, and, and I know that obviously, you know, Tiana had a lot of words when, when, you know, there was the release of you getting the job at Rhode Island. I know she sent a lot of love your way. And I know, you know, the team as a whole, I'm sure did that as well. Just what you could say about, you know, some of these women that you're leaving that you want to shout out that you, you know, had planned on obviously seeing all the way through. You know, obviously, Tiana and I, you know, we have a relationship. I'm the I'm guard coach, and she's an unbelievable player, and we spend a lot of time together as far as mentoring off the court and preparing her for her next phase in life, her pro career, and that's a hard one. It was a really, really hard one to not be able to finish this journey with her and see her off and, you know, help her accomplish that. So that killed me. Um, and then people like Gabby Cooper, who I've been here since day one to watch her progress and grow and, and, you know, see her off all, all these relationships are so very difficult when that's what you want. You just want to finish it out with them and to say goodbye before it's completed. Um, that's a hard thing. Um, again, when you're emotionally invested. So, you know, I thank them from the bottom of my heart. They're the reason I coach. Um, I always tell them that, um, and I wish them nothing but the best of luck and whoever Q brings in here and he's going to, he's going to have a hand now and really relationship and developing these kids, they're going to be taken care of that. I do know. Um, I'm just sorry. It's not me. And, and to, to be there. And like you said, you know, you're sorry. It's, it's not you, but at the same time, you know, you, you have, you've obviously, you know, you have this great opportunity. How, how long did it take you to kind of make this decision and, and kind of figure out what was best? Because, you know, I can hear that pain. I can hear that, you know, that sadness of, I don't want to leave these, these young women, but I do want to have this opportunity. How long did it take you to kind of go back and forth with, you know, is this the time to leave? Is this the right situation? You know, it was a very difficult decision. Um, it's not something that, you know, I went out extremely hard searching for. Um, you know, I knew in my mind I eventually wanted to be a head coach, but um, the more I talked with Rhode Island and especially their AD, Sorbjorn, um, and met the people and and just discussed the situation, um, it just was the right fit and the right place for me. And that doesn't come along too often, I, regardless of what people think. You know, being offered a head coaching position is not an easy thing. Um, and to obtain that is not easy in this climate. So to find the right place at the right time that fits you perfectly, and it's hard to know because you never know when that opportunity is going to come around again. And I'm, I'm an older assistant. I've been in basketball a very long time i'm 49 years old and so i molded around for like a few weeks that you know should i stay should i go and and in the end it was you know if i wanted to further my career and really go accomplish some things and see my dreams come true as well not just help everyone else's dreams come true that it was a decision i had to make but it took it took weeks it was it was back and forth in my mind, you know, every night. And as the process unfolded, it, it, it became clear what I needed to do. Speaking here with Tammy Reese, former Syracuse Orange women's basketball assistant coach and the new head coach for the Rhode Island Rams women's basketball team. As you said, it, it took weeks to go back and forth. Who did you consult in this? You know, who, who was kind of your inner circle? Well, I had a lot of mentors in this business, head coaches that have been through this. 
Um, a lot of my friends that are now head coaches that I called and consulted with, um, a lot of, um, a lot of mentorship of obviously my family, um, and, and what, what they thought. Um, so it, it just people that were very close to me that know me, um, really well. And so people I trust and, you know, that, that was just my former teammates who are now head coaches when they took the leap, you know, there's a lot to consider. So they were, you know, always there for me and people in the game that want to grow the game, they give you their mentorship and they, their advice. And, and so there was just so many people involved that I've known for 20, 25 years that, that really mentored me and helped me through this process besides my family, obviously my family, um, I'm very, very close to them. So it was it was everybody who's touched my life and who understands this game and this business. You know, I reached out to um, for guidance and mentorship and advice um, because I've never been a head coach and some of the pitfalls and all the pros and cons. So it again, um, I thank all them. Um, they really, really helped me and aided me in, in making my decision. And, and for you, you know, to do something like this, you know, and it's kind of kind of interesting that. Uh, you know, I, I kind of had some when you when you want to reach out and you have professionally or personally kind of something going on in life and you go back and forth with it. You know, I had something recently where I reached out to a lot of people that I trust, different ages, different backgrounds. You know, this person's maybe a mentor, mom and dad, you know, one of my close friends, a lot of people that you know, I have a strong faith. So I reach out to a lot of people that that have that, you know, when you do that and you kind of put it all into a pot. How did you, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of put that all together? Because you take all that advice, like you said, you reached out to a lot of different people, but it, it, it takes time. At least for me, I can say this: that it, it, it takes time to develop as a human being to be able to take in other people's opinions, get out the destructive ones, keep the constructive ones, put it all in a pot, mix it up, and ultimately come out with an answer that you have to put your stamp on. Just what you can say about that process of hearing everybody's thoughts, but then ultimately having to mix that pot up and come out with the right ingredients, so to speak. Well, you do that. And again, I always tell my kids when they're making a decision during the recruiting process is you, you do your pros and your cons list. And then in the end, you have to make a decision that you can live with, that you have to be happy with. And that should be your ultimate concern is your happiness. You can't think of everybody else. And so when I put all the opinions and to the pot and then I made my pros and cons list and then I sat down and I really truly thought about my happiness and what I wanted and could I live I had to live with this decision and this was my decision and then I came to grips with it that you know this is what I needed to do so um, it just was really having a self-awareness of what you want and what's going to make you happy um, and that's what I did and then I made a decision and once it's made I have to, you know, you got to go full steam and you got to relinquish the past and then just get on board with the future and get that energy enthusiasm and go for it. And so that's kind of the process. It's kind of how, how I did it. Have you consulted coach Q about, you know, the, the new box that they've essentially developed for coaches to allow them to go a little bit far? I mean, have, are, are you intending on going out as far as he goes out onto the court and being, you know, there to shoot threes, so to speak? I mean, have you taken anything from him? Um, you know, I'm, 
it's funny. Yes, obviously, I've learned a lot from from Coach Q. But I think I think who I am and what I am and my persona. Um, I'm not very demonstrative. You know, obviously, I'm very excited. I get pumped, um, and I can't say it yet because I've never been a head coach. I don't know what it like what it feels like to get to the edge of the box. I don't even know what it feels like a lot of times to get up off the bench. So, you know, all those things obviously will come organically as the game unfolds and who I am and what I am as a person. Um, uh, but I can tell you one thing, the refs, I'm going to leave them alone. The last, <laughs> the last thing I can control is them, and they're not going to get any energy from me. I can guarantee you that. I may, when I have something to dispute, I'll say it in a, in a way, but I'm not that demonstrative person. You know, I'm going to focus on my team, um, especially being a first-year coach and what I can control, and that's my team. There's been so many tremendous women that have that have become head coaches. What can you say about, you know, I know you've spoken about mentors, to maybe name a few, or, or just in general maybe to just look at the game itself and to look at, you know, what, what women have done in sports, what they have created really in women's basketball, just how tremendous. Because when you look around the country at all these teams, there are strong – there are women that have coached while dealing with cancer. I mean, there's there's just some amazing, amazing things that, you know, you see if you just dig a little bit into, you know, collegiate basketball on the women's side of things. What can you say about some of the, you know, icons or maybe some of the mentors that you look up to? Well, you know, women in general, in my opinion, are the strongest creatures on earth. Um, we give birth to babies um, a lot harder than coaching. Um, like you said, the things that they can deal with. I know Joni Taylor from Georgia gave birth um, to her baby and was on the court, what, two days, 48 hours later, coaching the game. I mean, their perseverance and um, their ability to deal, multitask and deal, it's, our, it's in our nature. Um, so... You know, I, I applaud the strengths um, of women, and that's what you see in women's basketball. So many of the greats gave their life when women's basketball was nothing, um, when you didn't get paid a dime, when you were like a GA coaching, um, Pat Summit, uh, Teresa Grants, Vivian C. Stringer, Sylvia Hatchell. These women were in it when women's basketball paid nothing. They've paid their dues. They've paved the way for all that you see now, um, these million-dollar contracts, you know, our games become a multi-million-dollar business now where they used to get paid $12,000 a year, if that, some 9000 And so I applaud them, and I respect the game, and I respect where it came from um, because I love this game. Um, I can tell you the history of women's basketball, um, and that's where our game needs to be. We need more women that have played this game, that know the history, that respect it, and want to give back to the student-athlete, want to mentor the next generation to be great. Um, you know, I look up to Dawn Staley, who was my college roommate, who's one of my mentors, who's one of my best friends. Um, you know, she gave me great advice. Um, she gives back to the game. And she is a powerful woman in the game. Muffet McGraw, um, her stance, um, her power in this game. You know, there's so many great women. But, you know, for me, just being able to be mentored by Dawn, um, she's been through it. She's given me great advice during this process. Um, 
Reagan Peebley from TCU, I applaud. Agnes Baranato from Kennesaw State, who coached against me when I played. She was at Georgia Tech. She was an originator. Um, you know, all those great women, um, I thank them to no end because they give back to the game and they want to see the game grow. And I thank them for that. And that's why I coach. I want to give back to the game. I want to see the game grow because I love this game. Speaking here with Tammy Reese, former Syracuse assistant, now the new head coach of Rhode Island, like you said, to you know to play the game. You want to see more people get involved that play the game, know the game, love the game, have lived it. You got to play it in college. You got to play it professionally. You got to be connected to the WNBA and you know, and obviously the college ranks as as an assistant and be a part of that. What can you say about your road? to get to where you are. I saw you put up the message in, in excitement for Virginia and Tony Bennett finally getting that championship. And, you know, if I can say anything about Tony Bennett and the last five, six years of covering him and getting to interview him and be around him a few times, you know, there's, there's very, very few that you would cheer for louder than a, a good guy who does it the right way like him. Just what you could say about, you know, your history and, and just the road to get to where you are because you've gotten to see – all different pieces of the game from being a collegiate player to a pro player to working with a pro team and, and to then working with college. You've you've seen these different elements of the women's game, just what you can say about what it's taught you and, and just what you appreciate about your road. Well, I think your experiences are what mold you, um, especially if you appreciate them and you learn in them. And so my road to being a head coach is, is just – been all over this place you know I started with coaching I went to acting I went back to professional basketball and played in the WNBA I then went to owning businesses while I coached in the WNBA um, then I went back to college and so it's been just this big circle of different experiences different places and different people and the biggest thing I learned from from all my experiences open your mind and take it all in and truly learn to always get better. Um, and that's what I tried to do. And so many people have influenced me on things that I would do, I wouldn't do. And I'm, I was always trying to grow. And every place and every person had a special influence on me. Um, and to this day, um, Virginia was the best four years of my life. And I say that because I had the absolute best college experience one could ever hope for. It's why I coach. I want the same for my student athletes. And so when I give a shout out to Tony Bennett, I just think I study him. I watch him. I try to learn from him because his perspective and, and his persona and what he believes in his morals and his integrity and his values are something I want to emulate. Um, to my team and to my student athletes. I just think he is one of the most, just the best man um, I've ever seen. And his perspective on the game is so different. It's more, it's more than about wins and losses. And that's what I want to be. So, you know, again, always learning, always trying to grow. I'm always trying to better myself. And he's one that I study and I try to learn from. Because if you can emulate a man like that, you will become a great human being. Uh, coming from Tammy Reese here with us. Tammy, uh, before I let you go, the WNBA, obviously with your connection to them, they announced something here 
recently within the last couple of days that them and the CBS Sports Network have a multi-year television partnership they just agreed upon. The Women's National Basketball Association and CBS Sports have this CBS Sports Network connection where they will televise live WNBA games beginning with the upcoming 2019 season. It, they will feature national coverage on CBS Sports Network of 40 live WNBA games in primetime and on weekends, which start Saturday, May 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern time when the Minnesota Lynx take on the Chicago Sky. At CBS Sports Network, it, it's a step. I mean, obviously, it's a paid network. It doesn't come with all subscriptions. It doesn't come with basic cable. But what is your take on this as the WNBA enters its 23rd season and, you know, we're seeing that they're making a connection and that CBS is seeing value. And at the same time, it's not CBS, CBS. It's not Channel 5 here in Central New York. It's it's a, it's a paid network. So it's a step, but it's also something extra that people have to add on. Where's the WNBA right now? And are they getting the respect that they deserve? Are we moving in the right direction? Well, I think, you know, the product, obviously, you have to grow the market. You know, there's got to be a demand for it. And I think the more availability to the public, the more, and it's not, again, it doesn't come with your basic subscription, so obviously it's an add-on, but that's the first step. It's better than nothing. And you've got to stay true to the course, step by step, you help grow the game. So do I believe it's a step in the right direction? Of course um, it is. Now, when we become a household name on, you know, ESPN and CBS and, you know, that's to be seen. But but you've got to grow and you've got to have a baby step and a starting point. So this is a starting point and it's good to see. Again, we have to grow the game. And once we get a president named, um, obviously they're in a little bit of influx right now with no president. Um, so once we have someone in there fighting, um, for exposure and fighting for those things and promoting the league, um, you know, it can happen. But I always say anything is better than nothing. You have to see the vision, and that's the first step. And now we build on it. But the product is incredible. If more people were able to see the product, you know, I think it would be, it would grow. And so, again, first step, let's grow the game, and then the next step, and the next step, and then you know, hopefully, you know, the vision and the dream becomes a reality. But I see that as a very, very positive step. And it'll be interesting once we get a president where we go from there. Coming from Tammy Reese and Tammy, you brought up women. You think that, you know, women, in your opinion, are the, are the strongest beings on the planet, the, the, the strongest that we have. I want to ask you where things are right now because you have gone through so much. You went through the WNBA where it, you know, it was obviously trying to gain footing and, and gain ground. You've you've been an assistant. Now you're going to be a head coach. You go out and recruit. You try to build up these young women. And at the same time, amidst all of this, we can't look at our society here in America or in the world and say that women are treated equally, that there has been equal respect, equal pay, and, and a lot of equality really, even if it's being said lip service, that it's actually happening. Where are women right now? What do we need to do? How do we make the community better? Because to me, I feel like somebody like you, a strong woman who is willing to come out and say how you feel and do what you need to do and be a leader, that you have a platform to utilize for the betterment of women. So what do we do from here? Well, you know, obviously, um, we promote women. We, we, we support each other. I think the biggest thing, and I always say this um, to 
whether I was in competition with another woman um, as a player or as an assistant or as a head coach, you know, someone else's shine takes nothing away from you. And I truly believe that. Um, And so we need to start supporting each other in what we do instead of being in direct competition with each other. There's discrimination across the board, um, across the board not just against women or against African-Americans or against LGBT, there's, there's discrimination. So obviously you have to support and you have to stand for something. And, you know, that's what I'll, I'll always do is I will support women, um, whether I'm in direct competition with them or not, because it's a greater good to be had than wins and losses. And so we need to get on a platform and raise up and support each other. And it starts with us. It starts with us education, becoming educated on matters um, and then having, when you do have a platform, try to let as many people shine as possible and build people up and promote people. Um, And that's what I'm going to do as a head coach, whether it be my student athletes, whether it be my fellow coaches. um, That's my job is to help grow people and that's what I want to do. So, um, yes, I believe in women and, and yes, I believe we need to start with each other and become united and help each other. Um, and you know, I've always felt that way. And obviously, you know, coming off of that, I don't know if there's any better way to, to, you know, thank you for being a part of this, but you know, Syracuse has a lot to, to thank you for what you've done. And, and I feel like, you know, obviously this community needs to get around, this women's basketball program more. I mean, what Lemoyne has been able to do with Gina Castelli this season, what Mike Wheeler does at OCC. I know Oswego's been down for a little bit, but I know that they're working to get back up. There's there's tremendous, and I mean, even the girls' basketball team at West Genesee that I went all the way to Albany with that played in their first ever Class AA title game. The community has so much rich you know, kind of what we're doing here in central New York and upstate New York with women's basketball, girls' basketball is progressing. I'm, I'm sure you'll see that in Rhode Island too. And I feel like we just need to do a little bit more, like you said, build each other up, talk about it and appreciate it. Basketball is basketball. So I've never understood somebody that goes to one game but not the other. And, and I want to thank you for the fact that you have stood up and, and been there for these young women. You've gone through the road. You can tell them how hard the fight is. And hopefully the fight gets a little bit easier for some of the women that you'll be bringing up at Rhode Island. Well, I, I definitely hope so. And, and that's why I coach um, for those challenges and, and um, to help grow them. But I just would be remiss if I didn't say thank you to Central New York, especially to Syracuse University. Um Coach Hillsman, it has been an absolute blast being here for four years. I love this place. I love Syracuse basketball, and I wish them nothing but the best in the future, and you know I'll be supporting them. Coming from Tammy Reese. Well, Tammy, I know it was the first time having you on the show, but it was it, it was my honor and my privilege, so I hope that this is the first of many more. I'd love to have you back. Thank you so much. Anything you ever need. All right. Well, I appreciate that. You have a safe trip out there, and And I hope that uh, you have a good time with Rhode Island. You'll put them on the map. I'm sure you will. And I'll be talking with you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. That coming from Tammy Reese once, you know, (laughs) I wear my heart on my sleeve. I've always done that. But a lot of emotion comes through this studio these days. And how can you not root for somebody like that? How can you not root for somebody like Tammy Reese? 
I don't think that, <laughs> you know, I think that answer is you, you, you can't help but, but to, you know, you, you, you root for that and, and you hope for that. So, you know, what is my job in a nutshell? God sends me good people. I get to share their stories with you, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and Tammy is, is definitely, you know, I, I hope that she sees this world change for the better for women. I hope that she sees the WNBA grow. I hope she sees Rhode Island grow. I hope she sees Syracuse grow. Like she said, she'll always be supporting Syracuse. And I hope she gets everything that she's ever sought after because good people doing good things, helping our children, helping our community, you know, that those are the people that you have to build up. And like she said, whether you're whatever color, man, woman, child, doesn't matter your background, how much money you make. You got to build each other up. Somebody else's shine doesn't diminish yours. Just because the sun shines on somebody doesn't mean that there's shade on you. The sun, if, the sun, if you walk outside right now and the sun is shining, it's going to shine on you and all your neighbors on the street. So if the sun doesn't discriminate, why do you? If the sun is happy for all of us, why aren't you happy for your neighbors? I have no time for people that make trouble of somebody else being successful. When, a, when someone who's a total stranger has, is just commenting and negative and trying to diminish and cut down what you do, why? Step outside, my friend. If the sun is shining on me, it can shine on you too. It's you who chooses to sit in the dark. It's you who chooses to sit in your house and sit in your dungeon and sit there in the shadows. You have made the choice to be cold. But the sun is outside looking to warm you up. Just because it's warming me up doesn't mean it can't warm you up. And I'm the type of person where if the sun was shining on me and only me, I would step to the side a little bit, give you some of my sun. Hell, I'll step out of the way and go, you know what? I've been warm for a little bit. I'll step out, step back in. Because everybody needs to know that. Somebody else's success is not diminishing what you can do. And if we ever want to make this country good again, if we ever want to make humanity look respectable again, we have to be good to each other. If you're not good to your neighbor, who are you? If you can't go out in your driveway and say hi when your neighbor's outside at the same time you are, who are we? It takes nothing to say hello. It takes nothing to help. It takes nothing to try. So why not do it? You're never going to fall in love if you don't try to fall in love. You know what I mean? If you're not open to it. You're never going to get the job you want if you don't seek it. You're never going to have good people in your life if you keep the, the people that are bringing you down around and you don't bring the good people in. You have the opportunity to change the world. But you have to make that decision. You have to try. All you got, God wakes you up in the morning. He wakes you up. He's the one that does it. God wakes you up. It's what we do after we wake up. That's in our control. Dan, I don't have any legs. Do you know how many people that I've seen that don't have any, recent history, recent few weeks, people that don't have an arm, have an arm and half of another arm, have no legs. Why are the people that have nothing not making any excuses? 
but you who has everything is making all of them. The sun shines on everybody, but you got to go outside and you got to let it shine on you. Can't stay in the dungeon, can't hide in the dark. We do each other no good trying to diminish somebody else's light. Because if you take their light away, it doesn't go to you. You know that, right? If you take the light away, it doesn't even go to you. You don't steal the light. It's not your light. So, first and foremost, thank you to Tammy Reese because that was one of the greatest interviews we've ever done in 16 years on Wake Up Call. And that's because of her. Second of all, take that with you today. We got the ingredients to success. So, let's, let's stick with it. Let's stick with the motif. We'll come back in just a moment. We'll do the ingredients to success to wrap up today's show. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Utica Pizza Company spells family. Your family. My family. Their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens, they're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing. With Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your event, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing. Proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt, as we always do every Tuesday to wrap up Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. We have the ingredients to success. I kind of alluded to them and got into them a little bit. I want to thank Tammy Reese because she kind of walked me Right, not kind of. She did walk me right into it here, and you know I feel very uh, honored and privileged once again to have her on the broadcast, and can't thank her enough for being part of the show today. It's the first time Tammy's ever been on the show. It's the first time I ever interviewed her, and yeah, I look for so much more. And what I really appreciate and I'm thankful for, as I said, I'd love to have you back. And you just heard Tammy say, "Whatever you need, whatever you ever need, just let me know." And so that to me means the world and I'm definitely going to take you up on it, Tammy. So thank you for that, for that. I mean, thank you for all the, the kindness and and for everything that's, that you had to, uh, that you had to say today was very moving. So we're inside the ingredients to success, proudly brought to you by Utica Pizza Company and it's a Utica thing. Utica Pizza Company is located on 628 South Main Street in North Syracuse, New York. It is by Liverpool, Maddydale, Syracuse, right by the Syracuse Hancock International Airports, by Cicero, 
it obviously North Syracuse. It's it's so conveniently located from so many which ways that you're coming from and where you live and where you work. Utica Pizza Company is the place to go, and it is the easy place to get to when you got to go on lunch, which some of you are doing very soon here. So make sure you head off to 628 South Main Street, North Syracuse, New York, and let them know that I sent you over to Utica Pizza Company and you can get them for catering as well as takeout and delivery as well by calling 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. And you can get the wake-up call number one pick, Chicken Riggy Pizza. Chicken Riggies on a pizza. Their pizzas are already great. Their Riggies are second to none. You put them together, it's a party. Get your wake-up call number one pick, Chicken Riggy Pizza, today. And if you want a couple slices and you want to make sure it's in the window when you get there, give them a call, 315 315- 214-3060. Hey, coming over for lunch. I'll be there at 1215. I need three slices of chicken reggie pizza. Let's do it up. They'll throw it in the oven, have it ready for you. So make sure you call ahead. And it's a Utica thing are obviously the products of Utica Pizza Company, the Riggy line, the chicken riggy, piggy riggy, roasted garlic riggy, vodka riggy, and veggie riggy, as well as the matanade, which is how we say marinara sauce in the Italian community, and their famous tomato pie. You can get those at Wegmans, Spiras, Nichols, Beacon Skiff, as well as Stewart Shops, Price Chopper, and so much more throughout central and upstate New York. So make sure you go out to your local store and support Utica Pizza Company with the It's a Utica Thing products that you can now proudly use to make your own creations at home. Utica Pizza Company and It's a Utica Thing bring you the ingredients to success to round out every Tuesday show. And the ingredients to success today is don't take out, don't snuff out somebody's light. Snuffing out somebody's light doesn't turn yours on. Think about it like this, okay? Think about it simply like this, right? You need a match to light a candle. You come across a candle that's already lit. There's no matches. If you snuff the flame, right? If you snuff the flame, if you take the flame away, you can't light your candle. If you take the flame away, you got two unlit candles. Well, Dan, what if I take the flame and then I snuff it? What if I steal it and then I snuff it? Well, see how that goes with your karma. <laughs> see how that goes with life. When somebody's candle is shining bright, it doesn't mean yours can't. It doesn't mean yours won't. But taking away from somebody else does not build you up. Stealing from somebody's household. Listen, if somebody worked really hard to make the money that they make and you break into their house and you take their money, you didn't take their drive, their determination, their gumption, and what it took to get that money. So you're going to have the money that you stole, but you're not going to have the person and the drive and the determination to make, they'll make that money back probably twice as fast as they did before. So you'll have it once, but they have what it takes to get it. You could try and steal somebody's relationship. But if that relationship is real, it's not going to work. Guys see pretty girls all the time. Girls see attractive guys all the time. You see them with somebody, "Ah, I could get them. I could get them away from that person. But if you get them to do that, if you get them to cheat, what does it say about what they're going to do to you? Stealing from somebody else does not improve our lives. It doesn't better our lives. Theft is not our way to heaven, it's not our way to the kingdom, and it's not our way to success. If you see somebody that's happy in a relationship and you're single, don't hate. You see somebody that's living their dreams, traveling, smiling, looking like they're retired when they're in their 30s, don't hate. 
you look at somebody who's got a dog and loves the dog and oh my god you love going over and seeing the dog and and, and it's not your dog don't hate somebody's got their parents and, and you're not close with your parents don't hate it muddies your life it dirties your soul it does you no justice it does you no help it does you no good Wanting what you can't have. Wanting what you don't have. It does you no good. There's a reason why the commandments say, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Thou shalt not, shalt not covet anything that belongs to thy neighbor. Because if it's not yours, what's the sense of desiring it? If you want something in life, you go get it. You don't steal it. Right? You don't snuff out somebody else's flame. If I see somebody that's in love, if I'm walking my dog in Onondaga Lake Parkway and I see a man and a woman sharing an ice cream cone and they're kissing and he says, I love you, and she says, I love you more, I'm not going to go, ugh, oh my God, why? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to look up at God and I'm going to go, thank you that you brought these people together and that they're happy with each other. Because I know what it's like to be unhappy in a relationship. So to see somebody happy, thank God for that. I love that. That's great. I loved playing basketball growing up. I'm not playing basketball professionally. I love the Syracuse Stallions. I'm proud of every single one of those guys. I don't envy them. I love them up like brothers. When you see somebody doing something great, be happy for them. Be happy for them. Because I don't spend time thinking about what everybody else is doing. I spend time thinking about what I am going to do. Because it's the only thing I can control. Dan, do you listen to what other people say on the radio? No. Dan, do you No. <laughs> Why? Because I'm on the radio. Because I'm working. I'm on the radio this morning, and then I have a meeting, a meeting, a meeting, then another show that I'm doing live for Superpowered Pop, and then I have trivia tonight. I may get an hour to myself between now and 9 o'clock. And I'll spend that time coming back, letting my dog out, feeding her, and making sure that she's okay. I have the drive. I have the determination. I love what I do, but I surround myself with people that I want to work with. So when I go to these meetings, I'm not dreading them. I like working with these people. I like their positive energy. I want to be around it. I like being out at trivia because I love the people that show up and I have a lot of fun with them and they have fun and I have fun and we laugh together and we just have a good time. So to me, when you work with good people and you surround yourself with good people, I can look at my schedule and go, holy Jesus, this is a lot of work. I got an event, an event, an event, an event, and then another event. And then I got an event. <laughs> so what am I going to do? But I'm going out and doing things that are fun. I'm going out and doing things that are going to put me around pleasant, positive people. And yeah, there might be some negative people that show up. Isn't that life? Don't negative people always show up when you're your happiest? Is that not when the devil sends his minions and whatever to try and knock you down a peg? Is that not how it goes? Misery loves company, right? But you know who else loves company? Good people. You know who else loves to sit down with you and have a drink? Go out on a date? Go golfing? Get out on the boat? You know who loves that? Good people. And I feel so blessed and so honored to have met the people that I met. And that's by the grace of God, in my opinion. 
And as busy as I get, you make the time for the people that matter. And it's, we're all busy, okay? Unless you literally have just given up on life and you're just sitting there moping and being a dud and just not trying, we're all busy. So how do you fit in new experiences to your life? How do you fit in going hiking when you never went hiking? How do you fit in having a relationship when you don't have a relationship? How do you fit in this, that, and the... I mean, how do you do any of this stuff when, when you don't have time? You find a way. You find a way. I went to church Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday this past week. Did I have stuff to do? Yeah. But I wanted to go so bad because I wanted the Holy Spirit. I wanted God. I wanted the connection. I wanted to learn about Jesus. I wanted to get back strong with my faith and acclimated with that and back into the church. I wanted to feel that. I wanted to be around good people. I wanted to be uplifted. I wanted that. So I took it. I got up at Saturday morning to go to a men's group at church at 8 a.m. I would like to sleep in on Saturday until 11. Now that I've been to the group, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I like getting up early because I get to be around people and we get to talk about positive things. We get to have fun. So a man who does, like, I can look at you in the eye and say, I don't have time. But you make time when you care. You know, I could have said, I don't have time to go to church. I got to do this, this, and I do football, fantasy football. And that's what I said to myself a few years ago. I do my fantasy football picks in the morning. I do this, I do that. No, I'm going to church now. I'm going to church in the morning every Sunday. That's when I'm going to church. So the other stuff, I'm going to have to do it before. It's going to have to wait because I'm going to church. You have to prioritize the things that matter to you. I have friends that I talk to almost every day and see every week that I didn't hang out with a year ago. And I was telling myself, I don't have time to do this, time to do that. But then I was like, they're a good person. Then something happened in my life. Then another thing happened in my life, and I needed a friend, and they were there. So now they're a part of my everyday. You know, it's it's amazing what the, what life brings to you because we're all busy and we're all doing stuff. But when you surround yourself with good, you find time. Your 24-hour day becomes 28 hours because somehow you find those four hours to take a walk for yourself, to hang out with that guy that you like, to hang out with that lady that you like, to call mama, to call your friend, to call your old neighbor. You just find a way to go sit on your porch and look at the stars for five minutes, to walk your dog, to sit with your cat, to just do something. Instead of saying to yourself, you know, I would love to watch this movie tonight and have a bowl of Fruity Pebbles and sit with my dog. And then three weeks later, you still haven't done it. You know what I do now? I go, I want Fruity Pebbles. So I go to the store and I buy them. And I go, I want them tonight for dinner. Nobody can stop me from that. I'm going to eat Fruity Pebbles for dinner. And I'm going to sit on my bed and I'm going to sit with my dog and I'm going to watch Avengers Infinity War for the 25th time. Why do I do it? Because I want to. <laughs> so my ingredients to success kind of are a lot of different things today, but they have the same central message. Do something good for yourself and then do something good for somebody else. Give back. Give back. Give back to you. Don't wait for somebody to build your life up. Build your own life up. Don't wait for some lady to come along and be this or some guy to come along or some friend to come along or some job to come. Be your own source of happiness. And then do something nice for somebody else. Don't just do for you. 
And don't just do for them. Do for both. Hold the door open today. And don't expect a thank you. Just do it. And then do something nice for you. Because the person in control of if you have a good day or not today is you. And snuffing out somebody's flame does not make yours shine any brighter. Actually does the opposite. Snuffing out somebody else's dims yours. You put a little bit of black dye into water, all of a sudden all the water is black, right? Same thing as putting some blackness into your soul. Decide. Decide if you're going to put some good in or going to put some bad in. And there's repercussions to that. But when you go outside today and you look up at the sun and you thank God for waking you up this morning, I hope, or whoever you pray, whatever matters, whatever your faith is, you walk outside, you go, God, thank you for waking me up today. You look up at the sun, you close your eyes, and you let that sun hit your forehead. I want you to know, I want you to take this with you today, that the sun shines on everybody. So stop hiding in the shadows and get some warmth today. I love you all. I appreciate you all. I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. I hope you have a great day. And I want to let you know that you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WakeUpCallDT on Facebook, Twitter at CallDT, Instagram at WakeUpCall underscore DT, WakeUpCallDT.com 24-7, over 1,200 shows on WakeUpCallDT.podbean.com. The archives are on WakeUpCallDT.com. You can click on any of the links there, TuneIn, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher. You can ask Alexa to play Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, and she will find it for you. I believe you can do it with Google as well, but I have an Alexa, so I do it through that one. And just go have a good day. I'll be with you tomorrow morning, Wednesday, April 24th from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Can't wait to speak with you. Thank you to Tammy Reese for being a part of today's show. Thank you to you for listening. Thank you to God for waking me up today. And I look forward to talking with you soon. And I hope I see you at trivia tonight. Every Tuesday at 7 o'clock, I'm hanging out at Press Room Pub. We do trivia differently. I love it. I hope you guys too do too. You've shown me nothing but support. You've shown up in droves, and I love it. So let's keep that going. Let's keep that momentum throughout the spring and the summer. Let's have some fun with it. Trivia every Tuesday at the Press Room Pub, 7 o'clock, 220 Herald Place in Syracuse. And God bless. I'll talk to you soon.